Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Dan and Martin on a Monday, October 2nd, following Wayno Palooza down at the ballpark. I know that you probably took in some of that. Most of the city did. And it was a big, big weekend down at the ballpark, but we're probably going to talk just slightly about that because really we don't talk about much of the news that happens. <laughs> People will say, what did you guys talk about? We have a loyal listener. We'll start with a shout out. Uh, first of all, a critique of Dan. Every time I text on Sunday, 8 a.m. Monday, we confirm, we lock it in, we meet, and he always just says, sure, which to me is like a, it's not quite the middle finger. But it's like, if I have to, I'll, I'll be there. That's what it feels like. I, I have to be it's honest. That. In group discussion, I'd like to share right now. I'd like to share with Go the, whole, ahead. the whole group that it kind of hurts my feelings that Dan just says, sure. Like you're don't take it like the wrong the, way. Like the, you're obligated to be here. Well, don't take it the wrong way. People I, love this show. I have uh, four kids, as you know, all have sure. phones, and um, <laughs> I get inundated with different things, especially when the wife is out of town especially when the wife is out of town. She was out of town a little bit this weekend for one of the kids' soccer games. And so then I get hit with, can I go over to Susie's house? Sure. Can I spend the night? Sure. Can I go get some food? Sure. That's how that probably is is evolved. And so Martin says, you want to meet at 8, do the show? Sure. sure. So it, don't take it the wrong way. It's not. Now a, I've explained it well. Okay, I think. It, you've explained it well, and it does happen via text. You don't need to be like I don't need to be a baby about it. My favorite. My honest. favorite story is, and it's terrible. My brother had died, and I had communicated with the guys at TV what the schedule was going to be. I didn't know your brother had passed. This is in 2017. I had no idea, and so now I'm on a group text with. God the, bless him. I'm sorry to hear you. that, but I'm I'm on a group text with TV, which Charlie is part of. Charlie Marlowe. And so he's a part of that. And he's like, I'm so sorry. And whatever you need, I'll do it. I'll step in, whatever. Now I'm on a radio group text, which Charlie and I are doing radio. So then I text the producer and I said, I'm going to be back. And he wrote, gotcha. And so oh. then I, I said to him later, I was just giving him a heart. I was just busting his balls. I said, did you really say it? He goes, dude, I had been on the other. I had already expressed sympathy. Like he had. No, he had he still though. I just I said see my reaction. I said gotcha. There's got to be a little bit of sympathy I, with I this. I said gotcha seemed a little harsh. Yes, and he goes, well, no, no, I'd already said you know soften it a little bit. Yeah, and I, so to this day, like if Charlie says, hey man, you know I I need your help, and I'll just say gotcha. So I always say gotcha. Understood. So I have not gotten a gotcha from you, though, I don't think. No, I would not do that because I'm a better person than you. I, I didn't want you to sure. take it the wrong way. With sh- sure. You're also, didn't Mike Bush always say that? Sure. No, like, his was different. Thanks. Um, That's one of them. Yeah. Ready, um, thanks. Sure. Sure. I think so that was one of his. You also are, in, uh, well, first of all, just Sure. It's not sure. It's not. I think you're kind of embellishing this with like a deep voice. Sure. Also, maybe just sure. So I, I don't think. Oh, okay. Now the inflection changed. That's what I'm it. trying. I, inflection oh, is now what I'm Dan, saying. Now Dan sounds happy to be here. Sure. sure. Sounds oh, great. Like you're like Ned Flanders. Sure. See, that's what hey, I'm trying to say. Hey, glad to do it. 
Coming up, we'll talk to Dan and Martin. That's what I'm trying to say. Now I I erase all of it. I feel terrible, No problem, buddy. A lot of great feedback. Our producer, Dave Job is a big fan. Love Dave. Fox 2 sports producer for a long time. Listens every Monday when he's driving home. He does a great job. And he is a hard worker, and he's been a great producer for a long time. He gave us some help last week. He said, I enjoyed the Joel Bush bomb. He said, but I think you guys needed to be a little more nasal. And I said, that's it. Because we were talking like the great He's a football player. And so at work, I go, the thing about the condos. And I'm like, that's it. <laughs> I pinch my nose, which is how I used to do my Charlie Tuna. Maybe his glasses man, came man, to. Man, man, man. No one wants to see these guys no more, man. Give me Stan Crunk on line one. I love Charlie. I know, but you got really sque- to you gotta squeeze your nose. <laughs> oh and so God. when I did it for Bush Bomb, I'm like, I think that's it. Like, the thing about the Rams, Tony Banks can't play quarterback. He's a terrible quarterback. Like, <laughs> and I was like, Dave, we're sitting at Fox 2 instead of working. I'm over there doing pinching Bush my bombs. nose doing Joel Bushbaum. Mm-hmm. Cousin John, you've known him for years, going back to the Brentwood Y. He's yeah. listening this weekend, driving from Kansas City. He said, really enjoying the Joel Bushbaum stories. So I would like to say that we did go back and we've workshopped it a little Unfortunately, bit. Unfortunately, I see, I think this is You good. added the impediment for the man. I don't think he had an impediment. It's not an impediment. It's unfortunately, sure. he's not as swift Upstairs, yes, as, as he, he is, is downstairs. Oh, uh, okay. So Dan, all of this <laughs> goes back to your original question about the Wayno Palooza, and there was a lot going on. You think you can call it that, Wayno Palooza? I think you can. Cardinals, they're probably wishing now they would have made shirts and sold those. I missed all of it. So my weekend, we went down. My wife is from Southern Illinois, the Carbondale, Marion. She's from West Frankfort, but her parents now live near Marion. All the cousins had a big get-together. So we went down there Saturday so she could see all of her family and cousins. Everything's great. We go back to her mom and dad's house. This is about 8 o'clock Saturday night. My son Carson, who's 12, is complaining about a stomach ache and a really bad stomach ache. He never complains. He's like, whatever. He doesn't care. He's good with whatever. If I text him, he says, sure. So that got your intention. <laughs> so, sure, I feel well, fine. But, I, but I'm also the dad who's like, oh, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. A couple of years ago, he's at one of those trampoline parks calls me crying he says dad i think i broke my arm and so i'm looking and he's pointing up by like the shoulder and i said Honey. clavicle but i said it's not i said that doesn't break i said it would be that's muscle and i'm telling him all this he's wincing and crying now i take him to the er he broke a bone up really high where and the doctor said you almost never see this and you can't even do anything it'll heal on its own just put it in a sling so he's the kid who rarely complains i should learn my wife said, "I think he's. I think something's wrong." So if something, if he's complaining, then that it and should I be shouldn't a sign. say complaining. I should no, say he's, if he's pointing out something, yes. then it's legitimate. So of course I'm like, "Well, have you gone to the bathroom today? Why don't you go in there and see if that'll help?" You know? Yeah. And like a half hour later, my mother-in-law said, "I don't. I've never seen him this happen." And he was like holding his stomach. So I said, "We got to go to the ER." And I said, Do they have those around here? We went to Heron, Illinois. We went to the ER. Who was from Heron? A great golfer there's somebody famous i'm thinking cardinal maybe from here somebody down there oh was it no well there was a coach was rich heron yeah i'm thinking of carbondale Long time carbondale yep Basketball long story coach. we're at the er in heron and they do the cat scan they said he's got appendicitis Oof. it hasn't burst but that's causing the pain and they said we recommend you go to st louis for a pediatric surgeon you can go to children's i said that's perfect and i said can we take him they said no he's got to go by ambulance i'm thinking Holy smokes, that's a long Uber ride. <laughs> so I rode with them in the ambulance, two-hour ride. This is at about 
midnight on Saturday. We got to Children's at 2.30. They did surgery at about 9 a.m. They were great. The whole team was there. So from 2.30 to 9, he's in pain. Yeah, well, they took him down. Well, they give him some stuff for the pain, and then they take him down at 5.30 for a sonogram, ultrasound. So not a sonogram. Ultrasound, just to make sure. Was he tough about it? Was he okay? He was okay. I think when they told him in Heron in the ER that he was going to need surgery, he started tearing up because he's never had surgery. Oh, yeah. Of course, I said, suck it up. Of course you did. <laughs> and I texted him, gotcha. No, he's, he's a great <laughs> sure. kid. And so we spent all day Sunday. We watched all the Wayno stuff from his uh, hospital bed. Okay. So I didn't make it down there, and I had lined up some. So I even texted him, Alex, that's supposed to be there. My kid's got appendicitis. And there were a number of different and what things. What did Mo say? He said, oh, man, terrible. I remember having that happen. Yeah. And he said, you know, he always says, be well. And like, yeah. So I missed it, but I consumed a lot of it. And. I thought the ceremony was great. It is a lot of fun when you see faces, and I'm like, oh, Chris Carpenter looks like he could still freaking pitch. Yep. And then you say random things like, is that Shane Robinson? I was like trying to, because first you see the group of players before they introduce them. So I was trying to guess who this is and who that is. I thought um, I saw Jaime Garcia. He was there, yep. The he background. looked like he could still pitch. I said with Carpenter, I would be willing to let him still pitch. Jaime Garcia came up to me a couple of years ago, and we spoke longer in that visit than we did his entire career. And I did try, man, to get to him, sit him down for formal interviews, non-formal interviews, just to get background on his because I love to give background on where guys are from and who they grew up idolizing and how they got there. I, I just find that interesting, and I think fans do too. They want to learn about the players. He was so guarded. Yeah, Man, was That's he guarded. That's a good word for it. He was hard to get to know. But then in that visit with him, smiling, relaxed, Dan, how you doing? I mean, like long-lost buddies getting back together. Maybe he had matured, and also I think you've seen this with people who leave and then later are like, man, I didn't realize how good I had it or I could have – had more fun with it when I was well, there. I think. But that, he also got crushed when he got the contract. Yeah. Which is not his fault. He got paid ahead of time. They were starting to do that. And I think it was even Al on the broadcast, maybe sitting next to you, was like, I don't know why they give these kids so much money. And I, I kind of agreed. But if you're the player, you take it 100%. Well, I think guys, to their credit, are so locked in. They're the best in the world at what they do. They're the point oh 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 one percent of the world, literally. And so I think to compete at that level, you have to be so locked in to where other thing, everything else is kind of an afterthought. Visiting with Martin, visiting with Dan, I'm just going to give him cliches. I understand it's part of my job, and then that's it. I'm going to work out. I'm working on my shoulder, working on my elbow. I've got my bullpen. I'm going to watch the game and try to pick up something that the opposing team is doing or maybe an opposing player that I'm picking up an, a tendency with them, whatever. They're locked in, man, and I don't blame them for that. I wish it was more open from this side of it to find out more, and some guys are, but not everybody is. So I don't. I never hold that against them. No, and I think he probably, looking back now, he'd be like, hey, Dan, I wish I'd spent more time. Probably looking back, sure. he's like, man, I was in a great spot, a great city, and I was a little too guarded. But I think what made Wainwright stand out uh, throughout his career, he was a great Cardinal, the numbers backed it up, but I think he was celebrated almost as if he was Bob Gibson because – he was so likable yes. and so approachable, and you just you don't see that. And he was decent to the little kid in the stands, to the old man usher that he might run into one day. 
I think it's a career not just marked by some signature moments, but like a lot of decency that we don't always get out of prof- out of human beings, let and alone professional athletes. He'll go down as one of the great Cardinals ever. For sure. And a lot of that has to do, I mean, Albert had bigger moments. Yachty is a Cooperstown Hall of Famer. I don't think Wainwright's a Cooperstown Hall of Famer. He'll be close. But he's a Cardinal Hall of Famer in part. It's because of the numbers and the success, but I think the way he carried himself, conducted himself, and just embraced the city. Like, if if he just goes and plays, he could be the Paul Goldschmidt of pitching, which is nothing wrong with that. Great player, great person. You just don't really get to know him. Wainwright's been an open book, and I think and that leaves you open to criticism. Like, we get it, dude. You know, you and your ADRE need to go away, and he's going to see it because he's engaged. And, yes. it, and there's the downside of that is that he knows what everyone's kind of saying about him. But you're never going to see an athlete like that again, especially with modern social media, that is that open. If you were a professional athlete, would you be on social media? I would, it's hard I would, not to look. Yeah, I would say no, but I'd be lying. Who told me? Oh, Doug Armstrong, the Blues president, told me he's on Twitter. And he says, he says, oh, I don't post. I'm like, you think? Well, Mo was on Twitter, too, Yeah, for a he while. used to always say that. that I, and it, they should. I think. Just to get a pulse? Absolutely. The, Not the, to read that they use soccer. The yep. majority of it is pretty negative. I mean, at what point do you go, man, that was amazing. The guy went three for four. No, you always see he's 0 for four and he's terrible. Right. This so administration's that, the worst. Is it truly the pulse well, of the fan? I guess, okay, that's a better point. I think it's good to know what people are saying and thinking, but is Twitter representative? And I've always said this. Like, If you go to a Cardinals game and you've experienced this, the people in that building are largely supportive and excited and they want the team to win and even though it's been a shit year they'll be like hey i'm coming back next year i love this group and i'm excited about the future and people at home are going what are you celebrating wainwright for your team's lousy you're awful that's what i'm saying but it's, it's not representative of, of the, the people that go and buy tickets that's right now some are like disappointed frustrated there, there are some numbers i was looking at since the 2014 nlcs which is about a decade ago I think they're 5-14 and 14 in October. There just hasn't been a whole lot of October success. 1-9 and nine in their last 10, all these numbers that jump out at you. So there's a lot of reasons to be concerned. But I think you can still find a lot of fans. You're like, I just love this team. And they brought out Albert and Yachty, and they did it well. They staggered it. So you have all the guys on the field, including John Grisham. That kind of got glossed over. I met John Grisham when I was doing a game at Virginia. He, he sought me out. Yeah, so he's, I was doing a he's basketball. A, he's a fan. He's a huge fan, and he's he sought me out, wanted to sit down and talk, and I said, I'm a, I'm a big fan of reading, and so I was a fan of reading his books. Now, there are times that I get lost in reading because I'm just all over the place, and I have to go reread pages you all the time. start, like, several books at a yes, time. Yes, and, and so I've read a lot of his books. I love it, and he sought me out to visit with me sitting at a courtside game at Virginia. I'm, I'm like, you want me to sit down next to you? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, he was great. Couldn't have been any nicer. And we know he's a big Cardinal fan. Exactly. But I don't know why he was there. Like, they'd never said he and Wainwright have gotten closer. Never they, heard that. They just introduced everybody. Like, and the author, John Grisham, is here. Everybody claps. I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like, <laughs> like nobody, nobody really further explained it, but a great turnout. And then you have all the people sitting on the field, and then they say, and joining us now, and they have Albert and Yachty run out of the dugout together. And I didn't think about it. Yachty had not been back since last year. No. His farewell. Albert's been around. Who knew that he was going to be the chatty Cathy of the group? It's made me think, what is Albert going to do? He's got the 10-year service deal, 10-year service commitment with the uh, the Angels. But 
you know, you can go into the Hall of Fame without a logo on your cap. I, I just don't like no, that. No, I think he's a cardinal. I think he's already. I, but you're getting paid a million dollars a year by this they don't other care. franchise. I, I, can the Cardinals buy him out of that and bring him and make sure that he's a cardinal for life, so to speak? I mean, to me, it's obvious he should go in as a cardinal. His best days, his best numbers, world championships, all that stuff would lead you to say, that's a Cardinal going into the Hall of Fame. Don't care what he did at other places. He was there, And he had some good years in, in Anaheim. That's overlooked. At the beginning of his tenure there, he had some good years. But he goes in as a Cardinal. And it's obvious. Tony should have gone in, in my opinion, for as sure. a Cardinal. For sure. I understand, though, his allegiance to others in the game. But I wish the Hall of Fame would make it and say, look, if you don't want to select the hat that we'll you want to wear, we're going to do it for you. I you think know? Albert will pick the Cardinals. I think that whole contract thing, we're, we're overthinking it. I think the Angels aren't that worried about it. I think as long as he shows up and Artie Moreno has a booth and or a golf tournament and Albert says you got to be at this, you better show up at these five things go, a year. He's supposed to go, I believe, to spring training at times and then yep. pop in and be an advisor you know, for a hitter. I don't know if that's a fact, but I think spring training is right. Well, Tony was always working for another team that he'd fly in for the red jacket on opening yeah. day. I joked when he took the White Sox job. Yeah, not going to be able to make the opener in Chicago. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I got Bush Stadium opening day. Like, but you're the manager. Like, I, I only was half kidding that he might do that. He was there. He looked better. And he did an yeah. interview with the cat during the game, Jim Hayes and... And, to, and they're giving each other crap the whole time. But they talked about Wainwright, and then at the end, Jim's like, yeah, Tony, always good to see you. And Tony's like, yeah, thank you. Feel, feeling a little better, looking a little better than last time. Because he knew yeah. a month ago, people noticed, wow, he looked really beat up. Well, he'd been through chemo. I mean, what are you going to do? Exactly. But he even noted that he looked better. How about the fact that Bill DeWitt third? So it's hard to give these guys gifts. And Al talked about this on the post game. Like, what do you give these guys? They got so much money. Like, you can't. You can give them a fancy car. They've all got thirty fancy cars. Yeah, exactly. When you know, when Lou Brock David Eckstein gave away his two thousand six MVP. His brother, maybe. Or yeah, Camaro. The, or yeah, it was a Corvette. Him or Corvette. And I asked him uh, I, within a year ago. I think he said, "Yeah, it's got like five hundred miles on it." Like nobody drives. No, it. just sits there. What about, we could really get off on a tangent here. Remember Chevy guy when the Royals won or something? He was, he was like Chris Farley, but he worked Oh, for, yeah. He was like, that was yeah, hey, man. Oh, yeah, okay. He was all excited. <laughs> Chevy guy. Well, when, when uh, Waka won the MVP of the 2013 NLCS, the guy just goes, I, uh, you know, I'm here from blah, blah, blah. And, I've never seen anything like you. <laughs> like, it was total fanboy. We, you need, what you need is an NLCS when a guy like Taylor Motter is the MVP, like out of nowhere. Yes. And like you get a car, he's like, oh, thank God, dude, I need a new car. Like, exactly. Somebody really needs it. But what do you do? Lou Brock, they gave him a giant boat. I was I there. That. Day, and I was thinking, you know, he didn't, back then they didn't make a massive amount. And he probably took the boat and thought, oh, great, now I own a boat. Yeah. Well, these guys have so much money. What do you give them? And I thought they did a good job. Because Yachty was there, they both got these Tiffany silver bowls with the engravings about their 328 or 350, whatever the number was for them as a starting battery. So they each got one of those. And then Bill DeWitt III, the team president, Billy, is a painter. I didn't know he painted. I didn't either. And he said, I took it upon myself I, to draw a painting of you. And it looked pretty good. It, yeah. was, a, it was a Wainwright painting that Billy made. That's pretty made. cool. So that's a unique gift. Then they gave him a guitar because he's into music, and it was a cardinal guitar with, like, red, white, and blue. So it's very unique signature gifts. And then they made a donation to his charity, 
for a hundred grand, hundred thousand dollars. And I thought, you know what? That's how you do it. And granted, he's the Cardinals player, but some of these opposing teams, like they what five I'm, grand, what I'm getting five grand, which is nice. They don't have to do anything. But for a big league club, five grand is like a dollar to most people. Like, yeah, it felt a little. Pe- so when they said a hundred grand, we're going to build a well in Honduras in your name, that was really cool. And he seemed genuinely touched. I just thought they did a really good job with the presentation, but also the the gifts because it's hard to be. Unique. And then they gave him a puppy, which was sort of the inside joke every year. If he he won't retire, and when he does, they get a puppy. He, uh, I was talking to him at one point. He said the most meaningful award that he ever had and i think he was a three-time all-star one or two silver sluggers three gold gloves closed out a world series all the wins up to 200 he said the most meaningful award that he got was clemente which is you know the giving back and all that kind of stuff you're the guy of, of all these different teams everybody's got a nominee and he won that uh and i've seen i've got video and i've got pictures of him digging the wells. I mean, he's there literally hands, boots on the ground, hands getting dirty. Um, so I, I, I would assume that the hundred grand for that was, was very, very meaningful for him. And that was with the, the introduction was Scott Linebrick, who is it the old Padres pitcher or something. Yeah. I so was a like, lot of these guys that were tied into the way impact exactly for sure. And so you had that, and then you have Mozilla getting introduced. I was watching on TV again at the hospital room. Mike wasn't there. But I did hear a few boos. I thought I did. And then Mo gets up there and said, oh, thought you were introducing Newt Bar, which was <laughs> a great good. line. Yeah. And I was like, that's actually pretty funny. It is. And, and he obviously knew they were booing him, which is kind of uncomfortable. But it shows you that even amongst those diehards we're talking about, that they're getting a little restless. They're concerned about where the franchise is headed. And I think that's their job now is, okay, we've celebrated Albert and Yachty. Now we've celebrated Wayne, Wainwright. We've had a lot of these great send-offs. Now we got to get going. Cardinals do it right, don't they? Though these they send-offs. do, but I, but my concern is okay. We've had a, the past is the past, right? Let's get going now on the current and the future. We well, got to get serious here. About I'll it. say this: I love the hot stove league. Like I I find it fascinating for any team. This will be the best hot stove league potentially. The Cardinals have had good, bad, and different with the players that they bring in, but this potentially has to be. One of the best that they've had. In, I'm not talking about talent coming in. I'm talking about interest level that has been probably the last 20 years. I think that's fair oh, to say. Oh, for sure. And and Mozilla at the trade deadline did say we need three starting pitchers. I've heard him since then back off it a little bit. That's a big number when you're talking about a starting rotation of five, and that's counting on Michaelis and Mats. I think even in the pregame with Jim Hayes yesterday, he said, well, since then, Zach Thompson's done some things. I'm like, eh, here we go, careful. Yeah. He even mentioned Drew Rom. It might have been on Camwex with Ackerman, and I'm like, he didn't say like we're counting on, but he mentioned like a handful of guys. Well, you got you have- can bring Hudson, Thompson, Rom, all these guys to camp, but you better have seven, eight starters. Correct. Those guys are all competing, in my opinion, for a sixth spot. Exactly. And they're going to have to go all over. Maybe go international for one, free agent for one, trade for one to get to three starters. You know, you're not getting you're Nolan. You're not getting Nolan Snell. Let me just tell you. That yeah, this is you might gonna, get one though. I think you almost have to get one. I agree. And the heat that's going to because last year when they got Contreras, everybody said, "Oh, that's cool, that's great." What else? And then nothing else happened. So this year, I think people are not going to stop at the one and say, "Oh, good, you're set." I'm unhappy this morning. Sure, I um, I have a vested interest in certain games in the National Football League. Oh, okay. Uh, you take that as as you will, 
And no Pat- wonder he wouldn't text me back with any passion. <laughs> Somebody Pat- just kicked a late field goal that may have affected the kid's tuition. I Patrick see. Mahomes decides to slide instead of going in for a touchdown, and I could feel the collective groan across America. Yes, I was pissed. How did the, I didn't get to see much of it, but the Jets gave him a game, huh? They did, and it looked like the Chiefs are going to roll. You had uh, th- this is some of the things I, I just can't believe. Like the Chargers had fourth and maybe a half a yard inside their 25 or 20, and if they get the first down, they win the game. If they don't, Oakland or uh, Las Vegas can wind up tying the game and go to OT or maybe win it. And I'm thinking, what are you doing? Yeah. Going for it. He just did it the week before, I believe, and got in trouble for that, and they didn't get it. You had the Bears up big. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they they wind up losing that game by three. How do you lose that game? I I just it is the beauty of the NFL to where it it, it just feels like a crapshoot. But it's amazing that some of these guys can't close out games. I, I just don't understand. I it. guarantee the Bears as a team as a franchise were trying to win that game, which just shows how inept they are. The Broncos that has just given up seventy. You've got them on the ropes. You're winning twenty eight seven in the in the second half. You're at home and you lose to a crappy Denver team. Terrible. But then their fans I think it's I think, now fourteen straight. I think lost. their fans are saying, Oh well, maybe we can get the top pick. Yeah. They've already moved on. Now this Caleb Williams, reigning Heisman guy, you know, the USC is already saying he's not sure he wants to come out. He's probably thinking, I don't want to play for the Bears. Justin so Fields. So before you tank for the top pick, be careful. He was, I think, 14 or 14. Fire. yeah. You know, so I, I don't know if you want to do that. He's kind of called out the coaching staff yes. the week before. So if you're the Bears, are you thinking, well, we do have a talent here. He's shown flashes of it. Not that we're going to talk NFL and the Bears here, but the the general idea is. I think their front seven is the key. And, and think about, like, I, I just think like the Packers have done it right. You have to groom a guy for a year or two. You just can't throw him into the fire. It just doesn't work. They're all doing it, and and they almost have to. Now the kid in uh, Houston, Stroud, is really good. The the other Ohio State quarterback. But I do think in the NFL, there's just a lot of bad teams. Yeah, there really are. Now that may make for competitive games if there's enough bad ones that play each other. Bears are bad. Broncos are bad. Ends up being an entertaining game. Maybe that's the model. You have good teams playing good teams. Miami and Buffalo. Okay, good versus good. That's a good game. That was an entertaining game. Yeah, entertaining. And then you have Bears and Broncos entertaining. Why? Because they're both bad. It's just just a lot of bad teams. I miss it, Martin. I I miss it. I know you do. I miss it. I've I've gotten back into the NFL every time they try to push me out. They pull me back in. You're into it more than I am. I'm, I'm a passive observer uh of the nfl i am fascinated by fantasy makes me come back to it too are your kids playing fantasy that's probably I'm in a, a big league part with of them okay and i'm getting my ass kicked they're like hey dad can i trade you no they tried to make a trade with me yesterday because they I was, think they I'm could suck killed. you i bet oh totally they think they're gonna just totally you know pull one uh under the rug with me i'm fascinated Isn't that by the right thing to say uh they pull, pull the, the rug wool, pull the wool over rug out from under you pull the wool, wool over, over your eyes, eyes. yeah yeah they pulled a rug over his head. Like, what is that, Mike? <laughs> it was fun to hear some Shannon calls this weekend because there was some Wainwright stuff on the radio. And just hearing Mike made me miss Shannon a little bit, a lot, this season. But just hearing some of the calls over the weekend. But my NFL thought is all these hotshot executives, they get paid a lot of money. They break down the tape. They've got all these scouts. They have all these meetings. And they kind of look at you and me in the media like, well, Here's why we like this kid. Yeah. He's measurable. As we met his mother for lunch, you know, all that. They're so freaking smart, right? Oh, 
They're wrong about everybody. Trey Lance, why is he a top pick? Zach Wilson, why is he a top pick? Justin Field. And then all of a sudden, Brock Purdy, the Niners quarterback, who's the next Joe Montana, taken last in the seventh round. The very last pick. Why do these Mr. Irrelevant, right? Yes. I would fire all my scouts and personnel and just say, you know what, give me all the quarterback names. Throw them into the hopper. Yeah. Who cares? I uh, ran into one of your colleagues over the weekend. I was emceeing the Champ Assistance Dogs fundraiser, and they Champ Assistance. That sounded like a Mike Kelly, University of Missouri system, Columbia. Well, I didn't mean Champs, it like that. Dogs. Dot they, net. They do a great thing with special needs kids and wounded soldiers. Right, now I feel like an asshat. Okay, you I'm should. Sorry. Okay. And Angela Huddy was there. Your uh, meteorologist. She, she does the morning show weather. Yeah. I just wanted to throw that out there and She's give a very two a shout. Person always in good spirits. Yes. And I think loves animals as well. Okay. She was there. And okay. I just wanted to throw that out at you. I'm playing a golf tournament today for the U.S. or for the chess club here in St. Louis. Oh, wow. So the uh, chess club is raising money, and we are the capital of chess, maybe in the world. I think it's going world. on right now. The World Chess Championships are taking, they go over like course of a month. I wonder if there's month. any golfers there that uh, chess guys that can play some well, golf. If you're a chess guy and you make a great shot, do you say, <laughs> checkmate? I would think will so. You, will you be making some of those jokes today? No, I will not. Next Monday is your tournament. I plan on being there for oh, some good. coverage. That's the night. You want to play in it? I think I have to do a radio show that after. I'm off TV, but I'm going to. Anyway, we'll We're get sold out, but I would find a way to get you no, in. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. No, thank you, but I'm good. Okay. And I, I do appreciate the offer. But that I, I really like, sounds like you want no, no part of it. No, I would like to cover it. I'd be very happy to cover we've it. We've raised over $5 million for special needs kids, and before we hit one shot, I think we've raised over three hundred grand. So we'll add another That's awesome. 100 or 150 that day and big uh, auction that night, so come on out. Should be a lot of Cardinals there. they got nothing to do. No, I'm kidding, of course. Terrible. Uh, Dan, over the weekend, City... Beats Kansas City four zip four nil. I think it was four one. And the, or was, was it four nothing? Oh. It doesn't matter. They won by I a think big it was margin. Four zip. Okay. Clean sheet for Burke. I was, going I was nuts. in an ambulance in Heron, Illinois, so I'm okay. not positive. But um, they win the West on Sunday. They got the results in it. It's a, it's unbelievable if you stop and think about not just being an expansion team that's pretty good. The top spot of 14 teams. Can they win the whole thing? I mean, I think you have to change your mindset now. And depending on how many home games you get in postseason play, to say that they've got a chance to do damage, and then at that point, who knows? You're at home, so it's it's a weird format. We've all had to learn the MLS, and I think the playoff format switch going into this year. First round is best of three. You host the first and third game, so that's a huge advantage. They're not great on the road. And then after that, it becomes one-game elimination. They're going to be at home for any of those potential conference semifinal, conference final. If, 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 and you never know, they advanced all the way to the championship game, you just need Cincinnati to get knocked off on the other side. You could be, we're getting way ahead, you could be hosting a championship game. It's unbelievable. It's it's the same year where the Cardinals just did a nosedive. The new team, I'm telling you, it's like the, the, the sporting gods just said, Let's move it up market this year. Yeah. Let's let them have all the fun. You guys sit this one out. And the Cardinals yeah. like, 
Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Take some of the attention away. uh, I can't wait for the baseball players. I'd love to see Baltimore do well. It's such a great franchise. I don't know much about that team, but I think it's exciting. And Jackson Holiday was just named. It's Jackson, right? Yep. He was just named the, uh, I think, Baseball America top prospect or player of the year, I believe, in the minor leagues. So they have, obviously, another wave of talent coming through, which is incredible. Uh, How about Buck Showalter basically announcing to reporters that he was getting fired and he's saying, we did meet this morning, and he said, they gave me the option you know, to resign. Basically, like, I can resign instead of getting fired. And he's talking to the group, and he said, look at y'all. You're just so quick to tweet it, huh? You can't, like, you can't wait to be for any all first. Like, how impersonal it is, because we've all been there. Like, everybody immediately, what? He just announced he got fired. You got to yep. get it out. And it is a weird deal where he's in front of the group, and you can almost, you couldn't see it, but you could feel the whole room, everybody on their phones, and he's like, Really? That's all y'all worried about? <laughs> How come it, it kind of bothers me at times and they say, okay, this story has happened and first report it was Joe Blow. Now you're on in first. You're in the media in a, on a side that is news. Is it really that important to put that out there? Because I, I can't tell you. Or could oh, you wait 10 minutes? Not even that. I'm talking about just a story in general that everybody's going to get, but you're the first to report it. I cannot remember anybody that was the first to report it over the last five years. Now, I guess it's just respect for the profession and why they do that. But I just, you never go back and go, man, remember that trade five years ago? Joe Blow was the first reported. Susie Q had it first. I don't know. I Maybe I'm just nitpicking. I guess in that room, so let's say you're a reporter for the New York Daily News and then sitting next to you, the guys, the Mets beat reporter for the New York Times, or well, they don't have sports, New York Post. You have followers, and I guess they have an obligate. You're in charge of giving them the news that happens. Let's say the New York Daily News guy says, I'm going to be personal with Buck, and I'm not going to be rude and get on my phone. And me. The guy next to you tweets, show Alder Fire just announced it to the group. Now people read it like, oh, that guy's in the know, and you're not in the know. You would have to think that the Cardinals make some changes, not only with their team on the field, but maybe uh, coaches, maybe front office, who knows. And that could come out today or the next couple of days, too. I think it's going to be hard to roll back the exact exactly. same franchise. That's my point. I mean, they've already said Ollie's stand put. They've already said Moe's stand put. So what are you going to tell your crowd? Okay, we realize we had some missteps here. Then how are we going to fix it? Sure. Um, is there redirect you know, some people in the organization? Yeah. I mean, whatever. I get, you know what's interesting is Izzy was in uniform a couple weeks ago, pregame, running around down there, just helping out, being around. I think that and Willie's great because he's been a, a long time great Cardinal. But I think you could use, you know, I joked about Carpenter looking like he could pitch. People are saying bring him back as the pitching coach. I wouldn't rule it out. Any, I any the influence of any of those type of players. Again, I'm getting caught in the cardinal trap of nostalgia, but I think there's something there. There's some. I think Ollie needs some more veteran people. I know Stubby's been in the game a long time. I'm not dismissing the talents of the people around him, but I think they need a couple more veteran voices. I think a year ago, and I would say this to his face, at your disposal at any moment in a game, you had Mike Maddox, who'd been around forever as a pitcher, as a coach. Whether he was into analytics enough or not, I don't care. He'd been around. Albert's there. Yachty's there. That's a wealth of experience yep. not sitting next to him this year. And there are a lot it's of valid. moves that I would call questionable. I would li- I would like to see, if you're bringing Ollie back, I think he needs some people around him who have been in the game for a long time. Yep. And and I don't know if that means Dusty Blake's not back as the pitching coach or do you have somebody else next to him. I'm not sure, but I do think they're going to have to. Not just because they need too. to, but I, it's optics. Correct. I think you have to sell people. You just you can't come back, Dan. You can't bring the, bring the same group back. It's Thank just you, not going to work. 
Joel getting into some baseball. (laughs) Joel Bushbaum breaks down. Maybe that'll be our thing. Joel Bushbaum breaks down baseball. (laughs) (laughs) The thing about the kind of, they don't hit at the right time. They just don't hit. Bases loaded. They can't come through. (laughs) I don't know where Dan's Bushbaum is going. Oh, this is fun. This yeah. is, you know, we're in the Pasta House studios. You can order food. When Libby's out of town, just go to pastahouse.com. So much food, it'll feed the whole family. I'm going to order it one day for the family, for you guys. I'm gonna Why order don't you it. bring it in on a morning? Well, I'd, I'd rather bring it to you like four in the afternoon. That's fine. Kids are getting home. The food's fresh. Pastahouse.com. Order all your meals. Marie de Villa, senior living, corner of Clayton and Wideman Road. Always festive. And right now, tons of pumpkins. They've got the whole October feel going before we get into Christmas. Great spot for your retirement years. Marita Villa Senior Living, appliance discounters for all your appliance needs, and our buddy Jim Regner, the CEO at Triad Bank. Don't forget about the family's jeweler for life, and that is Lordo's. Yeah, Jimmy, he's over there ready to help you out in the heart of Ladue. That's uh, Lordo's Diamonds, so make sure you've got a special event. Go to Lordo's Diamonds. The Ascension Charity Classic, already selling tickets for next year. They've been a proud sponsor here on Scoops with DannyMac.com. And uh, Lou Fuse, Fuse Athletic. Go over to Fuse Athletic. Sign your kids up for a sport. They've got one of the best facilities in the area. And say hello to Randy Fuse. He's over there all the time, and uh, he can help you out with Fuse Athletic. Hey, don't forget your Missouri Tigers are 5-0, and heading into LSU this week. We haven't touched upon we'll, that. We'll, when they beat LSU next week, we're going to lead with Mizzou being 6-0, and buddy. What kind of crowd? They're going to be sold out, I think, should in be Columbia. A great crowd. I think it's already sold out, but uh, that'll be a great atmosphere. And the lead-up this week should be a great atmosphere, too. Yep. Looking forward to it, Dan. This has been a great talk.